0: Lunsford Lane may not be a household name but he should be especially in North Carolina and NC State history professor Craig Friend spent years researching the life and celebrity of Lunsford Lane and he has put all that research into a brand new book and joining us now is NC State history professor Craig
1: Friend. Craig how are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine. How are you? So, Lunsford
0: Lane was born in Raleigh into bondage, and he was enslaved by the
1: founder of
0: Raleigh, Joel Lane. And where does his story go from here?
1: Well, actually, um, he was not enslaved by Joel Lane. His father was. Okay. Um, Joel Lane passed away in 1795, and... It left, and then his wife died four days later, and so it left all the enslaved people as part of his estate very much in chaos. Um, you know, some of them followed children into other homes. Many of them, including Lunsford's father, stayed on the old farm with little to do. Eventually, he was hired out to another, to um, the state treasurer, um, who lived about a mile away, and um, and the state treasurer had Three brothers, all four of them, moved to Raleigh, North Carolina between 1795 and 1803. And um, so Ned Lane, Lunsford's father, lived on one estate, and he met a woman, Lunsford's mother, Clarissa, on the estate of one of the other brothers. And so they lived right across the street from each other, and it was in the kitchen where Clarissa worked, where Lunsford was born.
0: And they worked. Edward Lansford worked at John Haywood's estate, correct?
1: Yes. John Haywood he was the state treasurer. Um, his his house still stands as a historic site in Raleigh, and um, there's a stable right behind it. And Ned, or Edward, as he eventually became known, um, lived in the servants' room in that stable.
0: So Lansford Lane started from there. How was he able to purchase his way into freedom?
1: Well, it's um, it was a long journey for him. Um, he, to our knowledge, he started purchasing or started saving up money towards purchasing around 1822. Um, he did a lot of odd jobs. He was still enslaved. Um, the person who enslaved him, Sherwood Haywood, John Haywood's brother, um, gave him permission to um, run errands. Uh, he would go work um, setting up window displays for shop owners in Raleigh. He would stand outside the state legislature and sell pockets, uh, packets of tobacco. He even escorted state legislatures, um, legislators to their rooms at night when they were too drunk to walk. And he would put him to bed, and he'd go wake him up in the morning with his own concoction of, of um, hangover medicine. Um, so he was doing all of these little things to raise money. It actually took him thirteen years um, to save up a thousand dollars, which today would be about thirty-four and a half thousand dollars. So it takes him thirteen years to save that money, and then he um, finds a friend, the person who at that point enslaved his wife and um, yes he did he found he had a wife and had five children um, while he was enslaved and trying to do all of this and so he approaches the man who enslaved his wife and that man takes his money and goes to Lunsford's enslaver who at that point is the widow of Sherwood Haywood. and she agrees to let Lunsford purchase himself and um, there's no purchase of freedom allowed in North, under North Carolina law at that time. And so he stays in North Carolina, in Raleigh, for about a year um, in the household where his wife is enslaved, um, helping out. And then um, he and the and the enslaver of his wife go to Manhattan, and he gets emancipation papers and returns to North Carolina, which turns out to be the error that eventually forces him to leave the state Right. because um, state law prohibited people freed in another state to stay in North Carolina more than 30 days. Right. Um, he returned to North Carolina and stayed basically four and a half years. Um, and so in 1840, um, some local magistrates approach him and say, you've been breaking the law and you need to leave. And um, the story is sort of fascinating in in a study of human relations as well. These magistrates were people he knew who went to church with him. He attended an interracial church, um, and and so he has a, he has saved up enough money at that point to purchase one daughter. Um, he's been trying to save money to purchase his family, but his entrepreneurialism after he becomes free um, really becomes a struggle for him and. He doesn't make money as fast as he had previously, mm-hmm. and um, and so he can only take one daughter with him as he fled to uh, to Massachusetts.
0: Right. Now, I mentioned that you're putting this story, and it's a remarkable story, obviously, uh, about Lunsford Lane into a book, and uh, you've got a working title,
1: correct? Um, it's Becoming Lunsford Lane, The Many Lives of an American Anais. Mm-hmm.
0: And when are, you, when are you hoping to publish that?
1: Oh, it will be out in, um, it's in February 2025. Okay. So it, a year from now um, for Black History Month. And I will note to your um, listeners, you started out saying he was an important guy in North Carolina history, but he's pretty important in Massachusetts history as well. Certainly. Um, and there's even a historic marker to him in, in Cambridge mm-hmm. um, where he lived for quite a while.
0: And he was a writer, too. He wrote something called The Narrative in 1842, correct?
1: Yeah, he actually dictated that. Okay. Um, to, As far as I can discern from my research, he could write his name. And that was about it. Okay. And um, so, yeah, he himself was not a writer. He dictated that. In 1863, he sat down with a biographer who wanted to write a biography of him. Um, and the biographer heavily borrowed from that narrative write, written in 1842. Um, but then he then he went over details with Lunsford and Lunsford, fleshed things out for him, and corrected some things for him. Um, but I will say, despite Lunsford's involvement in both of those narratives, there you have to be very careful using them. They are not entirely factual. Neither one.
0: Well, we we'll look forward to the, uh, book coming out in the fall of 2025, Becoming Lunsford Lane. Uh, that will be written by NC State history professor Craig Friend. Fascinating story. Craig, thank you so much for joining us here today. We appreciate it.
1: So nice to talk to you. Have a great day.